Welcome back to our Gilmore Girls podcast, Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism. As I like to say, uh, Gilmore Girls is the coffee and we're the shot of cynicism. Yes, ma'am. I'm Jeffrey. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) I'm Eleni. And today we're going to be taking on uh, three episodes of season one. So episodes 12, 13, and 14. Yeah. So the reason we're doing this, I wrote in my notes, is because they're filler episodes. What I like to call filler episodes. Ironically, though, two of these episodes are my favorites. That's I didn't say filler so, episodes are bad. I just think just ironically, you're saying it's like you know usually because you think filler means like the but like no, they're really good episodes. Not for that. It's just I think of filler episodes as like something that doesn't really advance the plot as yes, much. Yes, exactly. But it, they're still great. Um, some shows have them like in between the drama. Yeah. Because like next episode is some drama. Which makes um, sense, because yeah. like Gilmore Girls was, was, was both hel- a healthy dose of comedy and drama, right? It's true. So, um, and you know what? Some shows are entirely for episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Where, like, plot happens once every, like, six episodes. I feel like more, in my opinion, but more and more, I feel like on network TV nowadays, it's, like, all just kind of filler. And yeah. Well, sitcom, I, I always thought sitcoms in general were, like, filler. Yeah. Depend- yeah. No, depending on the show, you're right. It's true. Anyways, that being said, we're doing three. Um, we'll see how it works out. We, pr- I'm gonna, I was gonna say we're, we'll, we promise we won't, we won't get loud and messy in this one. No, but that's don't not, promise that's that. That's not a promise. Don't that's, promise that at all. As Mary Poppins says, that's a pie crust promise, easily made, easily broken. Pie crust is super hard to make. Did but I ever tell easy you? To, easy, hard to make, but easy to break. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's also it's not easy to make. Easy to break. Hard to make, easy to break. I'm so confused. (laughs) And we're off. (laughs) My my analogies are too apt for her. Anyway, uh, we'll dive into episode 12, which is called Double Date. Double Date. And it refers to the fact that Rory and Lane go on a double date. um, And Suki and Lorelai go on a double date. and um, Shit hits the fan for both of them, more or uh, less. Lorelai more than Rizuki, but... Yeah, but I think shit hits the fan more with Rory and Lane. Yeah. Okay, so can we start with the cold open of this scene? Yes. Do you remember the cold open? I do. So for those of you who don't know what a cold open is, should we explain it? I mean, I've never actually heard that term, but I know what you're, oh, ta- no. but I know what you're talking about. Okay, so I I think it's more recent that I've gotten in, gotten into gotten into saying cold open because I watch, I've said it before, I watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, mm-hmm. and they have really nice cold open scenes. So... I always refer to it as the scene before um, the opening credits. The opening credits, basically. So, like that too is kind of like a filler scene, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, it sets the episode up. Yeah. And sometimes it has nothing to do with what the episode is about, but um, a really good cold open scene. Yeah. Can make a big difference in a show. I think. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I think you're. I think a lot of times when a uh, when a quote unquote cold open is has nothing to do with the episode that's more in a that's more in a sitcom that's not yeah 100 percent that's and like a sitcom that's not too like serialized in that like you you wouldn't have to have seen the episode before to understand because exactly. you know like a lot of times with dramas it's like the um the cold open is previously on and yes. it's just like but i will say in the later seasons of gilmore girls they use that scene for like set up more and more yeah in the earlier seasons it was more funny and fluffy and whatever later seasons because you had to rely on certain episodes before Mm -hmm. i get it but this cold open scene was hilarious 
Yes. Do you remember it? Yes, I do. It's like where they're rushing around the kitchen making pop yeah. tarts. Yeah, like, pop tarts and coffee yeah. and like tying bows on their on their shirts and like <laughs> hair clips and whatever. It was just a really nice, cute fluffy. Scene. I actually have two things written down for this entire episode, and one of which oh my. one of, short. <laughs> one of which is I've never had a toasted pop tart, and I would say they're better untoasted, but I couldn't say because I've never had a toasted one. What? Never. Why? I don't know. Anytime, I mean. My mom, my mom didn't used to buy pop tarts a lot because they were fatty. Yeah, but like, it's either we had them occasionally. Yeah, like so. Anytime we did buy them, and my dad liked to eat them untoasted. Like my dad would eat them. Yeah. Like, eat them no, like I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah. but you've never had never. them toasted. Oh wow. Okay. So I would toast them just a little bit. Like I wouldn't like a burnt pop tart, obviously, like a toast toast mm-hmm. pop tart. But um, just to get like the filling a little bit more gooey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. That, that, that's what everyone says. What was your favorite flavor of pop tart? Raspberry, I think. That raspberry strawberry, whatever that yeah. mix. Yeah, because they're not really flavors, let's be honest. No, it's just like, ooh, I like this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this episode, um, Lorelai is encouraging Suki right. to kind of re-ask Jackson on a date. Because if you recall in a previous episode, she was like, Jackson, would you like to go to dinner sometime? That was in the sentence. Jackson, would you like to go to dinner sometime? Right. Jackson's like, yes. And then they kind of just left it at that. Right. So th- this is the episode where she, where Lorelai forces her to call him. And she, yes. she leaves like some rambling and if message. You, exactly. So if you follow us on Twitter yesterday, I posted the video of her message. <laughs> Isn't it so nerve wracking leaving messages? Though? Yeah. But it, I like, but that's like a cute charming it was so a cute, cute a cute charming example of how charming Suki is yeah because she had like the spoon and she was like twirling her yeah. head the spoon but it was really really cute um they do eventually go on the date yes but the condition for them going on the date oh boy is y'all ready for this I literally have one word written down as my second point you know what it is do it I know what it, I know what it is <laughs> do you know what it is um it's rune rune <laughs> do you guys know who the fuck rune is Oh my god. Because you will. I don't want to know who Rune is. I want to unknow who Rune is. First of all, um, there's a point in the double date where Lorelai goes, So, Rune, where is that from? And he's like, I'm in from out of town. Rune, that's so not what she was asking you. He's, he's, he's an idiot. Let's he's so aggravating. And, like, he's you can tell the character so was aggravating. completely written. Like, the entire intention of the character came through. Like, it was. Oh, 100%. Um, that actor is, I don't know who that actor is but you were great because you made me hate you <laughs> and why is, why is he dressed like a London schoolboy from 1901 like he wearing a cap it's true with eh? and like a vest <laughs> and like I, I never realized that but um, so I looked it up because Laurel I wanted to know what rune was <laughs> um, so what did I write oh yeah it's Old Norse okay there's a female version Ooh. Runa Blech. no no please don't name your child that okay but see here's the thing it's still very popular, apparently. The, the country that it's most popular is, in is, is Denmark. Okay, I was going to say, like, maybe Ireland or something. No, so apparently the Scandinavian countries, Denmark, it's really still in in those countries. It sounds Scandinavian, it, now yeah. that you say it. Yeah, um, it has a little accent in it, a little... Of course it does. Come, some kind of grammatical, <laughs> I don't know what. But then I was like, all right, let's not judge the name, because, like, Eleni's not a really usual name. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, um... I've seen some stuff. So, guess what this name is? C-E-I. Okay. L-E-I-G-H-E. C-E-I. Yes. Um, I don't He's know. thinking. He's thinking. I was, the first thing that came to mind is Celine. No. Because, like, I don't know. Um, is it like Saoirse Ronan and Saoirse? No. It's spelled like Sarah's. Like yeah. Or uh, Siobhan is spelled fucking weird, too. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's Kaylee. 
Okay, well. Yeah, I first saw that and I was like, you guys are getting out of hand. That's an enigma to me. Right? <laughs> but that all that to say is that my name's been judged a lot. Yeah. So let's not judge Rune. We can judge him based on the shit he does and says, but not his name. I mean, his shitty name is like is like, is like the server on top. That's a, exactly exactly. <laughs> you're you're so right. Um. Yeah. So they go on this horrendous double date, where it's like it's literally the worst from the moment yeah. Lorelai opens the door. It's the worst because Rune is. He's like Jackson. Can I talk to you? Like as soon as he sees Lorelai, and I don't know. Lorelai's a good-looking woman, right? Right. Like I don't know. She's pretty. Yeah. He apparently does not think so. Yes. What do you say? Like, I want to. I want to have a fun night. You hook me up with that? Yeah. Like, basically, she's like some sort of monstrous. Yeah, and he keeps looking at her super weird throughout the dinner, and is like, "What size shoe are you?" She's like nine. He's like, oh my god, clown feet, or whatever. Or, or when she says, "I have to go powder my nose." Yeah, he's like that. And he's like, "That's a lot of powder." <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's uh, he's very, no, no. It was it was. He's too very much. aggravating. They're like, "You're cool, man." Because oh. I would have lost it. I feel like you could see it was, like, burning within. She's like, okay, I'm doing this to be nice. Do you blame I, her? I love Suki. I mean, yeah, it was, no, it was, the whole date was a shit show because yeah. Suki was also so nervous that she was just oh talking, she was just talking to, thing. she was talking to Lorelai the whole she time. She talked to Lorelai the whole time, and Lorelai literally had to take her aside and be like, she, she trying hello, to like, yeah. you're not on a date with me. And she's trying to, like, be a segue every time, like, Laura, every time she, she talks to Lorelai, she's like, and Jackson, Laura, like, Suki. Jackson? Lorelai, uh, Lorelai, Suki has been experimenting with this vegetable. So, like, hello, Suki, take the fucking hint and talk to Jackson about that. <sighs> yeah, no, it was really awkward, and you can tell she hadn't dated in a while. But that she really liked him. Yeah, it, you could you could see the, what's it called? Like, the sparks fly? Yeah. For lack Especially of a better word. Especially at the end, when Rune got, like, a fit, got into a fit and wanted to leave. Remember that? Yeah, and, like, but I, it was, I think, I, mm, it's hard to say, because Jackson was, like, Will, like kind of looking for what Suki was gonna how Suki was gonna react so like when he said I wanna go he was like okay I guess I'm gonna go yeah but he looked at her first and was like um hello like talk yeah. to me it's now or never like are you actually interested in me or not you know and I'm glad she finally got the balls and said like yeah no don't go which I guess that, that's almost like a foreshadow to the dynamic of their future relationship because mm-hmm. we're in season 2 when they're like yeah. when they wanna move in and she's oh like oh my god Suki has to be pushed so yeah, much yeah and like Jack's like I wanna give up the I wanna like give up my apartment my, my, my lease is up and here's the thing she's that like, I'll okay, say. cool. Like, sure, I like your part. Yeah. Oh. Okay, here's the thing I'll say about that. Um, Jackson's too, like, I'll drop a hint and hope she gets it. When, like, Suki's too oblivious. Yeah. I think you both, anyone, <laughs> not just them, but I mean, like, I wish sometimes, I know that's her charm, like, she's kind of, like, flaky, whatever, but, like... Wake up! Hint. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and Jackson, you know that she's like that. So be more direct with her, you know what I mean? I know it's easier said than done, but it's just like, yeah, because you're right. I'm thinking back on, like, their dynamic in later seasons. Even that whole fiasco with, like, he doesn't want to get a vasectomy and she does. We'll get, Jeffrey just made a face. We'll get to that. But, like, communication, people. That's me suppressing my rage. Yeah, I know. That was a weird storyline, but. Not even a weird storyline. It just pisses me off because, like, male, like. Pa- like male privilege like patriarchal nonsense we'll get there later there's mm. a lot of instances of that no just like jackson wants four kids in four years and yeah it's like, what the f- first of all and like first I, of and all. it really just drives me nuts when like women are like oh my god i have to fulfill his needs because he wants that it's like no save that rage for in two episodes right that we're still going to talk about in this episode 
but safe. Safe, 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 safe. Like, Jackson and... Just as and on this note, Jackson and Suki's relationship going forward was a little too, like... I'm not gonna say 50s, but a little too, like, um... Stereotypical. Stereotypical, maybe, like... I don't want, like, I don't know. White American... Yeah. Middle, like <laughs> he's he's suppressing the urge to say heterosexual nonsense. Yeah, because she told me not to say it, but I didn't. Listen, you <laughs> not even a lot. That episode that I told you not to say it, you were saying it a lot. Not even like no, not even not even really that. More just like I don't know, like uh, submissiveness, maybe just yeah. like Suki, like. It just strikes me as like a little too old school in that Jackson. Ha- like when I say white American, like old school in that like the man always has the upper hand, mm-hmm. even though Jackson doesn't really. Just, he doesn't really do that. No, he's not he? not really like that. But like Suki is a little too submissive when it comes to like, oh, I'm married now, so I have to follow the rules. Basically, it's yeah. like yeah. no. We'll to that like season two, season three. Yes. But um, yeah, you can kind of see with this episode where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's jump to Lane and Rory's double yes. date. Yes, interesting, because when I was watching, re-watching this episode a while ago in preparation mm-hmm. for this podcast, um, this is like when they go on the double, when um, Rory and Lane go on the double date, this is also when we get a glimpse into a bit more of Lane and Mrs. Kim's yeah. um, mother-daughter yeah. relationship. And so I have an issue with um, this double date. I mean, and the and what the fallout of the double date? I and I will I will contribute. Um, Lane has terrible taste in boys in the first season. <sighs> Number one. So she's justifying. So she goes, "Hey, Rory, you know Dean?" And Rory's like, "Yeah, my boyfriend, of course." <laughs> I know. Um, no, but she's like, so he has this friend, Todd. His name Todd. 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 Yeah, Todd. His name is Todd. And she's like, "I love Todd. Like, I love Todd. Todd. We're gonna be soulmates. It's like, oh my god." When what? How many? Uh, like three episodes ago, she was touching a yeah, boy's hair. Yeah, she was like running her fingers through Rich Blumenfeld's hair. Um, <laughs> And Rory even says this. She was like, you were so sure that Rich Blumenfeld was for you. And Lane's justification is like, well, different name, different guy. Oh, congratulations, Lane. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? So anyway, it's fine. She has a crush. It's fine. But can I just say I'm judging Dean so hard for his choice in friend? Yeah. I mean. That was cringe. Come on. It was cringe. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, and it's like I think she's like trying to make conversation she's like huh? <laughs> I think it's like expectation versus reality like yeah, no, Lane I had, never spo- had never spoken to him and it was like she's going like and, she's, and like Lane wasn't, wasn't even like particularly too intense she's just like literally making conversation no she was literally like do you have any favorite like songs bands what kind of music are you into what kind of movies are you into and then later no not even that like she asked music and he's do like do you remember what his favorite movie was I, I'm getting to that okay, she's good. like he asked like oh, what, what kind of music do you like listen to and he's like I don't know. Whatever. And, like, I literally... And that's a deal-breaker for Lane, right? That's a deal-breaker for anyone. No, I get it, but Lane's character revolves around music. That. But, like, do you... I feel like Lane's character revolves also, like, the show itself. Like, all the... Pretty much all the main characters, like, revolve around pop culture. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, Lane's shtick is that she's so into music. Yeah, and so... As a like you, you, I'll ask you this question. Yeah. As a pop culture enthusiast, have you ever, like, just been making kind of small talk with someone who maybe you don't know too well and like oh I love this movie I love this I love that song I love this book like, because oh, I really get it and you're like oh that, you go fuck yourself <laughs> that or just like I like this and this because of this and it's like you don't, you don't even have to ask like what do they like or why it's like they either give you like one of two responses which is like 
oh yeah whatever i don't know i don't really give it that much that's thought it. yeah in my experience either like they're flowing off of you so like you're both bouncing things off of each other and the conversation's flowing really well or like you said it's like oh yeah i never really thought about it much and you're like wow this is not going anywhere that or it's like they i've also gotten a lot in the past like it immediately turns their like their facial expression immediately turns to judgment for the fact that i have given this this much thought mm-hmm. it's like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's I know like what you mean. and like they kind of look around like as if i'm a, an insane person mm-hmm. for like caring this much about a, like a, a book a show a song or something so you know fact, it's like okay i can guarantee you that that person has something in their life maybe it's not something pop culture related or book related or whatever but you have everybody has something in their life that they're that obsessed about you know mm-hmm. it's not your room case in point <laughs> Case in point, my mom my mom doesn't like to go see um, live action Disney remakes in the theater with, okay. with me anymore because in the car. But she liked Jungle Book. She did. She, my oh my mom. Okay, so my mom got me into Disney. So like we're both Disney yeah, enthusiasts. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> but like anytime we go, and, it's, and I'm and I'm just I'm very I mean I'm, I'm critical in general, but I'm mm. very critical. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very critical of these live action Disney remakes just because like. The originals are very close to me. Yeah, they're iconic. We grew up with them. And like, I get it. I'm not. Joking. It's it's little, like these movies are like the back of my hand. So it's yeah. like if I'm like I'm no matter what like I'm going into the theater and I'm and I'm, my brain is is in comparison mode. Like I may, like I'm this is wrong. I get it. I kind of like that too. So like we saw Aladdin, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I'm not gonna say I didn't like it. Like it was, it was. I mean, it was okay. Yeah. Like I did not like it. There was uh, a, um, more than a few blaring issues. But Will Smith is the genie. I can write you an essay on why Will Smith as the genie does not work. God. However, my like my mom was like, yeah, you know, I was worried about it too. Like my mom, like me, likes to give her likes to give her review, but more in the form of conversation. Anyone who will hear it, yeah, I got and she, it. And she's like, oh yeah, you know, I wasn't sure about it at first because you know, Ron Williams this, Ron Williams that, blah blah blah, and like I just want I I but I thought he did his own twist. It was super good. Oh, I loved it in the end. Blah blah. blah. I'm like. No. <laughs> no, yeah. no, and like, she, I she like she, she's very particular because she'll want my opinion, but then she doesn't want it when she doesn't. Oh, like, I she doesn't, like she that. doesn't like it. You know, like yeah. she want like oh, what did you think? And then you're like, oh, I kind of didn't. And like, shut up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. exactly her. I so know. like, she didn't like. She, I'm the one who's saying she doesn't want to see them in the theater anymore with me anymore. But more just because like she's, she's like, I just like to be entertained, and I'm like, that's wonderful. I like to be entertained too, but I'm allowed to think about it. Of course. And provide some kind of commentary or analysis. Anyways, all this to say, when you're going out on a date with somebody, these questions are normal. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah, and all that, all that to say, Todd saying, I don't know, whatever. Is triggering because. Okay, but do you remember what his favorite movie was? Beethoven. Beethoven. You and guys. then Lane is like the one with the dog. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> his favorite movie is Beethoven. <laughs> Which is funny to us, but not funny to her. Oh like, could you imagine being on that date and being like? Here's the thing. I love that movie too, but to go so far as to say that's my favorite movie. Like that's the first thing that comes to your mind. Comes to mind, like. What? I think I saw it once when I was. Five? No, but listen to me very carefully. <laughs> Someone asks you what your favorite movie is. Most of us, like, normally will say, oh, I, like, if we're into movies and stuff like that, like, oh, it's hard to pick, but I really love this one and I really love this one. He's like, I know. <laughs> Beethoven. Like, with such 100% certainty. Oh Beethoven. Oh, God. Fucking Todd. And then I think, it, was, it, was it at that point that, like, the, like, the camera, like, zooms back onto... Uh, Dean and Rory and like, yes, and, and they're then, both looking super. And, and Rory looks at Dean and she's like Beethoven, and yeah. he's like, 
uh, we, we work on our bikes together. Yeah, we work on our bikes together. He has all the good tools. <laughs> which says a lot in terms of, like... Congratulations, Dean. You're using him. Which says a lot in terms of, like, boys being friends. Because, mm. like, the bar is so low, right? Really, the, the conversation does not need to be scintillating. You can, like, grunt at each other over an engine, and you're good. And that's heterosexual nonsense. That's Moving okay. on. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> so, the last thing I want to say about this episode, because it is fluffy, fun, whatever, um, but... So the dynamic, like you said, between Lane and Mrs. Kim comes out a little bit more. So Lane tells Mrs. Kim that she is going to Rory's house with Laura, and Laura is going to be there. Mrs. Kim doesn't think anything of it because she's done that before. Um, and Rory doesn't tell her mother about the date either, like that they're going on a double date. She just says they're going to the movies and Dean might be there. Yeah. So then Mrs. Kim <laughs> is passing by Luke's and sees Lorelai and she's like, "Hello, I've been calling your house and nobody's answering. What the hell? Where are the girls?" As a preface, Lorelai, Suki, Jackson, and Ruin were at went to Luke's instead of the fancy restaurant because exactly. Suki was uncomfortable. Yeah, well, anyway, I know. I was uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so then Mrs. Kim goes and confronts Lane at the movies, and remember that Ro- uh, Lorelai was pissed too because Rory lied to her. But I like the line when when Lorelai asked Rory why did she lie. She's like, "I li- I lied to you so that you wouldn't have to lie to Mrs. Kim." And she's like, "Oh my God, you are my daughter." Exactly. But see, here's the thing. Rory asked her, would you have lied to Mrs. Kim? And Lorelai's like, no, that woman's scary. <laughs> Which is 100% true. But then in the next episode, Lorelai wants Lane to actually lie to Mrs. Kim so that they can go to the Bangles concert. That's a good point. I never thought of that. I was like, guys, if you're going to flip-flop on something in a show, not from episode to episode, wait a couple of seasons so people forget. That's true. In the age of binge-watching, like, it was one thing this episode, and what? I think we mean Because about- Rory's, like, in the next episode, we'll get there, but in the next episode, Rory goes to Lorelai, oh, my God, Lane can't come, and Lorelai's like, why? She goes, she made a mistake of telling her mother the truth that we're going to a rock concert, and Lane, and Lorelai's like, oh, what a stupid, like, what a- yeah. I'm like, what? I feel like- Last episode, <laughs> you're like, let's not lie to mothers. I might, uh, I might, I might, um, allow, um, what's the word? I might I offer I might offer a guess on that and say maybe Lorelai's love for the Bangles got in the way of her. Oh, shut up! Of her parenting. You can't pick when you're a mother. <laughs> well, Lorelai kind of does. Uh, Lorelai always does. But anyways, so that was the thing. Um, I wanted to say watching uh, Rory and Dean make out in this episode <laughs> so fucking <laughs> awkward. Um, out of I'm all- watching like this. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I can't, I can't watch. I want. I really want like some sort of video camera so the audience can see you when, when you make these faces. Yeah, we should. Uh, no, I can't. I can't watch it. I can't. I was like, oh my god. You know that Netflix button that has like ten seconds, like an advance <laughs> ten, and yeah. they're still kissing, and I'm like, how long is this gonna go on for? Okay. This brings nothing. How many times in a ballpark figure? How many times have you have you watched Gilmore Girls all the way through? Uh, like a dozen, maybe. Okay. Um, and how many times have I skipped Dean and Roy making out? <laughs> no, no. How many? So out of the out of the dozen times you you you've watched the show throughout your life, mm-hmm. is this? Are you more? Are you the most salty towards Roy and Dean this time around? I think yes, because we're going in with like a like <laughs> a critical brain. Yeah, but it's also like when you're when you're looking for. I don't know. I don't want to say I'm looking to hate him, but like. I'll get to why I hate him in in two episodes, I think. With Donna Reed. Yeah, I'll okay. get to why I hate him. 
and maybe it's kind of influencing me now but it's just so like i don't want to watch two 16 year olds who don't know how to kiss make out on the screen for that long yeah i i get and he's I get like that. and she's like trying to talk to him and she's like you know your friend and he's like can i make out with you <laughs> deep focus your girlfriend's trying to talk to you anyways um i think maybe i'm a little i don't know i would say yeah you're, it more, is, you're it more, is more like oh my god puppy love a little bit but yeah. i don't know maybe it's because i'm clearly more cynical <laughs> yeah no not even that like it is it is awkward and to bring up to bring up another tweet that you can find on our twitter account mm-hmm. at gilmore podcast please follow us please. um pathetic an- <laughs> another uh one in response to one of your tweets about when you're watching the show with your brother yeah because we were watching the next episode together and he says that roy is a bad actress yeah um, I mean, we could, we kind of watched Alexis Bledel grow in, in front of our eyes. As Absolutely. An, as grow and grow and like figuratively and literally, like she grew in person and she grew as an actress. Yes, yeah, but here's the thing: I think that it's not necessarily bad acting that's coming through. It's the fact that like when you're 27 years old and like you're watching what is supposed to be two 16 year olds make out for teens like the first yeah. the first season was was especially like teen exactly it was teen or, oriented and now i'm just like okay like fuck up <laughs> yeah, it doesn't no i, I totally get that and i'm probably and like when i am tw- so many sounds in the episode <laughs> when i am tr- when i when i am 27 i'll probably fe- i'll probably be more relaxed this- you're 23 i'll probably i'm 22 you'll be 23 really soon no i'm 21 i'll be 22 no. Yes. Uh, oh fuck! I did math wrong. <laughs> See, remember we said we're not good at math. <laughs> we're, n- we're really not. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I think maybe it has to do like I'm just kind of blind to it. Like I don't really. It doesn't really phase. Doesn't um, really. Doesn't really phase me as much. It pisses me off. And I feel like it does, I feel like it doesn't. It doesn't phase me as much as it probably could. Could is because I don't know. Like I, gr- I grew up like watching Happy Days reruns where like I watched Happy Days. What yeah. Does that have to do with anything? Like I don't know. Like I kind of like I grew up watching like all these like shows from the sixties and seventies on DVD where like like they were like f- they were like family oriented sh- oriented shows Never, that were care. like <laughs> about like just had like it was like making out was like a pastime. And I remember I had to like ask my like my mom like what the hell does inspiration point mean? You know, like we're like we're, like drive and go park and make out and I was yeah, like and yeah. it wasn't even make what do they call it making out? It was like. Necking? No, no, there was some other, yeah, something. There was some Whatever. other, word, there was some other word they used. Some archaic word they used. Some use. other like, fi- like, fifties slang. But what? um. Whatever. I, can't I don't know. Deal. I don't know. I think I'm just kind of blind to it. Like, it doesn't. I really should stop me. talking about it probably because everyone's like, "Okay, we get it. You fucking hate Dean." And his hair. <sighs> don't bring that up. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't bring it up. Anyways, but um, now really the last thing I want to say is that yeah, so Lorelai and Suki end up at Luke's. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai is like at the counter playing cards with Luke, and Luke almost asks her out. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Uh huh. So now, remember in the 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 previous episode, the forgiveness and stuff episode, where you were talking about how like you got really frustrated because you realized how long it took her after that. Yeah. I get it now. Thank you. No, because before I was like, all right, yeah, it's like a slow build, but now I'm like, I because I think I had forgotten. Uh huh how many times it's actually brought up in the first season and you're like my god with the amount of times that you guys fucking bring it up Mm -hmm. do something so in this episode he's kind of like oh maybe you and i can sometimes you know like him to be direct luke anyways i was just my guess is that in the first season they they didn't know like where they wanted to go with luke and lorelei so like they and then they really then they probably like at the end of the season they're like let's let's keep them in suspense keep them hanging on for a really really long time yeah 
But anyways, so Luke chickens out because Mrs. Kim walks in. But Lorelai also chickens out mm-hmm. because she could have been like, oh. She was like, oh. Like, so surprised. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite scene in this episode is towards the end when Lorelai, Lorelai goes to talk to Mrs. Kim. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she's not trying to, she's like, it's, it's, it's. It's fighting a losing battle to try to oh, Mrs. Con- Kim convince is a brick house. Yeah, to try to convince Mrs. to, to try I to like something else, get Mrs. It? to try to get Mrs. Kim to see any other perspective or parent of parent form of parenting. But, but she got through. Kind of like she got through in a, in a in a way that like I think we can I don't know maybe all parents or all mothers can kind of connect with is that she, like. Lorelai was trying not like trying to get her to, to like loosen up a bit, but like knowing like she knew it was it was pointless to try to fight with her, but it was just yeah. kind of saying like was but like she's trying to get her to trust her daughter a bit more, which is like yeah. was eye opening to me this time around, where it was like wow, like um, Mrs. Kim really doesn't trust her daughter, and it's like no, but and I feel like if you I feel like okay, I understand teenagers can be like you know. Swind- like swind- can swindle their parents or whatever, yeah, but sure. at the same time, I feel like even if you kind of like even if even if your teenage son or daughter like takes your trust for granted and you can't then you, you have trouble trusting them again. I feel like as a parent, there's still like a base level of trust because you trust you trust your kids. Yeah. So here's the thing. I understand what you mean where she, Mrs. Kim is like doesn't trust her daughter, but I think in that moment where Lorelai was talking to her and trying to like she told her, I think Lane's a really good kid and you've done an amazing job with her. Mm-hmm. So maybe Mrs. Kim doesn't trust her daughter as much as she should, but I think in Mrs. Kim's head, she trusts how she raised her daughter, and that's why she lets her kind of go out just until the sign. Yeah. Remember that? She's like, I can go as far as the sign. So I think she's trying to be a little bit loosey-goosey. Yeah. But I think what Lorelai said to her also um, kind of... What she says, like, I just want Rory to be safe, and then she says, I just want Lane to be safe. Yeah, but also the fact that she said, like, my parents used to smother me. And, like, it True. really wasn't good. And then Mrs. Kim was like, you blame your parents for getting pregnant. She's like, no, but I think that if they had given me, if they had been a little bit more understanding and given me a little bit more space to grow and, like... Things would have turned out different. Yeah, so I think she kind of scared Mrs. Kim a little bit. Yeah. But Mrs. Kim is a wall. You're not going to move her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Should I do, we move on? Oh, sorry. But I ahead. do like, in, well, in conclusion, I do like how when they say, when like she says, I just want Rory to be safe, and she says, I just want Lane to be safe, and Lorelai says, well, that's the first... That's, that's, that's the... F- yeah, sorry. Talk, <laughs> talking very fast yeah, talking right. as fast as we can yeah exactly um i do like how lorelei says like well that's the first thing that we, we can on. agree on yeah. yeah exactly it was great okay moving on to episode 13 concert interruptive which is one of my favorite episodes of this season i think favorite episodes of the whole show yeah so this is the episode that i watched with my brother so (laughs) do you have any other any other thoughts to share on that experience okay so here's the thing my brother's getting married really really soon and i think he's getting a little bit sad that he's leaving (laughs) so he keeps asking me like hey you want to watch a movie hey do you want to watch some tv hey what are you doing yeah so i was like okay well i have to watch gilmore girls um for the like we're we're recording the podcast soon i'm like you want to watch with me and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I forced him, whatever. Um, this is the episode that we watched together. And I kind of, like, asked him toward... I'll, I'll share his thoughts on the whole thing towards the end. <laughs> but this is the one that we watched together where he was like, this scene seems forced, and the dialogue's not that great, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But fuck you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this episode... Yes. 
Louise, Madeline, and Paris come over to Rory's house to like study or work on a project. Yes. Meanwhile, their house is a disaster zone. Their house is a disaster zone because Lorelai agreed to be like the coordinator of this charity thing, this rummage sale. Yes, where all the their house is inundated with rummage. Exactly. Basically junk. Yeah, which is like, and imagine like inviting these people from school who you don't like, and your house looks like this. I don't know. I don't know why she agreed to that when they're all like in a circle, kind of saying like, Madeline's like, I can't. My mom's having an affair. Louise is like, I can't. My dad's out of town. Paris like, my mother's divorced or whatever. (laughs) And Roy's like, Oh yeah, let's do it on my. Seriously, just you say something too and go to the fucking library. (laughs) Yeah, but I like how that's like. That's a, like a, a character trait that Rory maintains for the whole show where that like even though you can see these glimpses of insecurity she's still like super secure in who she is and her house and her family and, yeah, and her and, town you know so it's like no matter what it's like okay come to my house no listen I don't care about because here's the thing there's one thing about like yeah I live in a small town in Stars Hollow like come to my tiny house in comparison to yours mansions yeah there's another thing come to my like disgusting house because it's filled with garbage bags you know what I mean yeah like I don't care how secure I am in my small town Mm -hmm. oh my god it was a disaster but whatever the premise of this episode is that Suki ends up getting tickets to the Bengals right and she gets four tickets Suki, Lorelai, Lane and Rory Mm mm-hmm so, number one, I had an issue with the fact that one episode later, is like, yeah, just lie to your mother, Lane. It's fine. I'll take you to New York Yeah. to yeah. a Bangles concert. You have a point. I think so, Lorelai was like, it's fine because she's safe with me. Maybe, 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 maybe. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe it was because, again, not offending it, but, like, just just a thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe, we don't, we, we don't know. We're putting too much thought into fictional characters. Yeah. But maybe, like, Lorelai's re- reasoning was a bit different because she thought like oh it's fine because i'm gonna be there she's with me i can it's fine like she, like it doesn't matter what you say because okay she'll be with me it's safe like in her riddle head, me this. in her head like i'm just i don't know hold on riddle me this in the third season she joins a band yeah she lets her fucking practice in the garage yeah she's not there for that she's going gigging whatever this and that but she keeps this big secret from mrs kim right okay i might have um jeffrey's triggered yeah whatever so lane is supposed to go but lane can't go basically because she can't lie to her mother yes so lorelei suggests to rory that madeline louise paris and rory can take the four tickets Mm -hmm. to kind of like bond i guess yeah and then her and suki will take uh will buy shitty seats when they get there Mm -hmm. here's another issue that i have with this suki's the one that found the tickets that got the tickets and Lorelai gave them away. Yeah. That's always bugged me about this episode. What was that line in the Glamour article we were talking about where where she, where the author wrote that um, it pissed her off that Melissa McCarthy had to play Suki, which... And Second fiddle to, 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 to Lorelai, Yeah, basically. no, but in the, the, her wording was her wording was poetic. It really it, was. It was poetic in this moment where Suki was the, support, was the supporting character to... Uh, a selfish no no manic pixie dream girl single mother. yes that one yeah anyways i just found it rude <laughs> the way suki fucking got the tickets and i was like here just take them yeah but at the same time as i said this is one of my favorite episodes and i think it's because it's still a good episode in this like in this episode and in in, a, in other in other moments um lorelei reminds me a lot of my mom in that like my mom would have pro- would have said to me like, "Oh, you want to go with your friends? Like, go with your friends. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to go with you. like." She yeah, would- but if she got tickets from someone else, 
yeah, I mean, no. But Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm harping on this hard today. No, but, like, if my mom and I were going somewhere, like, when I, especially when I was younger, and it's because I was, and it's because I was an only child, and like she would always feel bad that I was by myself, and would yeah. walk, and would like, and I do get why she did it. She was like, "Hey, there's a really big opportunity to bond with these girls. Yeah, like they came to your house, and the conversations flowing, and maybe school won't be that bad." Mm-hmm. I was like, "I fucking Suki tickets, you Duke Shrek." <laughs> yeah, but like I think I think Lorelai was, like you said, looking like looking for an opportunity to, to make to make thing to make life easier. For her and I get it. If you have that opportunity, like take it for your kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get it. Um, um, yeah, I th- go ahead. There's one thing you have not mentioned yet that I'm surprised you didn't bring up. We don't know if I'm going to mention it. Go ahead. Um, is this not the first mention of Rachel? Yes, it is. See, I have it right here. Okay. Find out about Rachel for the first time. Yes. And can I bring up a point from our trusty list? Our of, BuzzFeed list. Of two, two, 293 thoughts that I had while watching Gilmore Girls oh for the God, first time. <laughs> I can't speak. I know. My brain goes faster than my mouth. All right. Um, <laughs> Tell me the thought from the BuzzFeed article. So he writes, are we going to learn something? Uh, are we going to learn about something painful in Luke's history and fall even more deeply in love with him? Yes. And then... Re- Let me it, answer that question for you. Yes! And that, and that point is in regards to... I did to, that Oprah style. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was Gail, but I did that Oprah You are style. Gail. I'm Oprah. Right. So maybe you should have said the yes. Sorry, yeah. go, 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 go. Um, I will kick you off this podcast. Mm. No, no, that's you doing that. I, she did, I don't have that power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that And that comment was in regards to um, Luke donated stuff for the rummage sale. Yeah, and she, Luke donated basically and, a bunch of old clothes. And Laura was like, oh, whose who's was this? Ugliest sweater ever, by the way. Yes. We'll and post a picture of the sweater. <laughs> Ugliest fucking sweater in the world. <laughs> But Lorelai just has to have it. Yeah, which makes sense. Cause she, she's like, this she screams of- Lorelai. I'm like, what are you fucking kidding me? She's a lot this of- screams garbage bin. <laughs> oh my god. Ugliest fucking She has a lot of ugly she things, She has though. so many ugly things. Well, it's a not- again, it's late 90s, early 2000s. Yes. And then he writes, next point, it belongs to some whore named Rachel. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> Whoa. We'll get there. Anyways, yeah, so this, it is the first mention of Rachel. This author is a hardcore, what's the, Luke and Lorelai shipper? What's their Java co- Junkie. Java Junkie, okay. Yeah, we'll get back to shipping later. Oh, I'm not a fan of that. Okay. Well, um, yeah, so basically Lorelai wo- wears the sweater and Luke freaks out on her. He's like, take it off, it's not yours, no, no, no. So then she finds out that it belonged to Rachel. And like, I'm not going to call it a plot hole, but I, I've always found it interesting that... Lorelai was the only one who, did, who didn't know Rachel existed. Well, Suki makes a good point. And she's, she's like, like, oh, you're moving into this house. You had a young kid. Like, it makes sense. You, you weren't around as much. But, like... Yeah. But I think somewhere... I don't know if it's in this cluster of episodes or later. Because I watched a lot. Because, like, as time. the show goes on, it, it makes it seem like Luke and Lorelai were friends forever since she moved to Stars Hall. Like, they were always Yeah, close. but there's other instances And in the first season, it's more like, oh... I've only known you this amount of time. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it is a plot hole, but, again the wb in the 2000s <laughs> that's my line <laughs> all right whatever it's mine is yours anyways so yeah he freaks out about that um lorelei ends up asking suki about rachel at the concert was she pretty it's like really lorelei you don't have feelings for luke you're asking if his ex-girlfriend of six years ago was pretty subtle yeah seriously super fucking subtle <laughs> and then when she finds out she's an l mcpherson kind of pretty 
that, that's why. Wow. That's when you can tell this was early 2000s. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, Elle, McPherson, Elle McPherson was, what, the an, an it girl? In, the it girl, yeah. Yeah, in like, the, the model, the pretty model. The model. Like, yeah. today it's, what, like, Gigi Hadid or whatever, but, like, I, in 2000... You're was, asking me. I don't even know. But, I like, know in 2000 it was Elle McPherson. Gigi Hadid. All I know about the or Hadid one of the Kardashians sisters, or Jenners, I don't know. All I know about the Hadid sisters is that really cringy... Um, video with i think it was bella hadid mm-hmm. i don't know i'm getting like, confused um where she's like talking about like if a guy pulls up in these sneakers <laughs> oh he looks fresh Home yeah looks fresh that and was, i was like girl that was no. really bad that was so cringy and i can only watch that <laughs> i only watched that once and i was like Ugh. <laughs> but anyways that's what i know about the hadid sisters i don't know who the it girls are i think Gigi hadid is dating the guy from the guy from one direction zane I think they broke up. They broke up? I don't know. You can tell how out of sync we are. With, like, cer- with like certain with things. Certain thing. Other things are super poised. Yeah, like, you can talk to us about, like, other other aspects of pop culture, we got you, but... Not the Kardashian-Jenners and the Hadids. Anything that's, like, super mainstream-ish? Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, um, so Madeline and Louise see these two guys that they just cannot resist. At the concert. I'm triggered again. You're triggered again? Yes. First of all, not that good looking. What's with the hair in the they were, ug- they were ugly. They were not... One of them wasn't bad. The other one was like, ugh. But like... Are you going to pull up a picture? No, I'm not. Okay, because I'm, tri- I'm triggered enough. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they just fucking... They're like, ciao, bye, I'm out. Which, I mean, I remember thinking the first time that I watched this episode, like, it wasn't... It wasn't until Lorelai finds them later and she's like, I'm not even going to begin to tell you how dangerous it is to run off with two guys you don't know. You didn't realize how dangerous that was? I did, but like, you know, like, like in the moment you think it's like, I didn't think that, but it was like in the moment you think it's more like, oh, it's just like they're at a concert. This is, this is the Gilmore, this is Gilmore Girls. It's, nothing's bad. Nothing bad's going to happen. No, I get that because it's television. <laughs> I didn't of think, course, nothing I bad. didn't think anything like. I don't know. Maybe I was super into Stranger Danger because I was like, oh my God, they're leaving. <laughs> Maybe like, but I think I'm not saying I'm out. I, I'm I've touched with stranger danger, but like, I don't know. I just thought like, oh, this is Gilmore Girls. They're not gonna, like doing some kind of date rape storyline. It's fine. Wouldn't that have been a twist of the century? <laughs> I if think they it did? would have. And it is Lorelai's of going to the apartment building. Would have been canceled after one season if they did that. Right? Because <laughs> you know, can't have that on the precious yeah. WB. But I feel like before you before you say that, yeah, go ahead. Um, like in the moment when they leave and like Rory's just like flabbergasted like oh my god I fucking invited you and you're leaving like like fuck you kind of you know like you can just see it in her face and then later like when Rory and Paris are just like standing there waiting she's like I can't find my mom I'm like, I just wait here it's like I don't know I just like see so much of myself in both of them because like growing up it was always me who was like um I'm not doing that I'm yeah. I'm not going there I'm just I gonna know. I'm just gonna stand here and wait for someone to yeah, find I like me that too. like you know what I mean like I just like Tr- like triggered in a whole different way it's just like wow i was always that person i was yeah. always the person who was like i'm not doing that 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 that, that rubs me the wrong way that that scares me i'm staying here yeah i'll call my but mom listen, like, i think you kind of get a sense of like how how um what's the word i'm looking for how like dis- how disconnected no disconnected but also like how sheltered Rory was at a certain point yeah because she can't even fathom them leaving and i'm not saying it was the right thing to do but they're just like I think she couldn't fathom it because she was like, oh, A, it's not something that Roy would ever do. Number one. But, like, I also, she, I, I think she was just like, she was so flabbergasted because it was like, like I said, like, 
oh, this is going to be great. I invited them. We're having a good time. And, oh, wait, I forgot. You people are bitches and you're going to ruin everything. Yeah. Like, but I think it, it's also the difference between, like, they were raised probably with their parents letting them do whatever the fuck they want. And even though Lorelai's a really lax parent in the discipline department, she's still really, like, protective of Rory, right? And, and Rory wouldn't even think of doing that. I was going to say, like, Rory by nature would never yeah, do something exactly. like that. Anyways, so Lorelai finds them in the apartment building and, like, verbally assaults them. <laughs> yeah. But like, I said, like, she, she, like I said, she says... I'm not, I'm not even going to begin to tell you how dangerous it is to go off to guys you don't know. In New York City. And, yeah. When you're 16. And drink something that you don't know what's in it. Yeah. Like, only in that moment, only in that moment where she lists out all those things that, like, potentially could have gone wrong. Yeah, like, I know. That's when I was like, oh. Yeah. That's why I didn't do this shit when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But, um, yeah, Rory's a little bit embarrassed. Also a flashback to the first, to the pilot episode where, where she, where... <laughs> When, when Lorelai says to the guys in the apartment, she's like, they're 16. It's like when in the first episode in the, what was the, what was the term you used? The fresh open, the cold open? Cold, cold open. Cold, fresh open. Fresh open. The cold open where what? it's like, <laughs> where it's like, hey, I have a friend. She's 15. Bye. Yeah, like, seriously. Same kind of, same, same energy. Yeah, they're 16 years old. 16 is young to be doing that shit. And it's sad that girls like do that not sad that girls do it but it's sad that like girls do that to because they think that's what's cool and yeah. they think that's what's gonna make them or anyway not just girls anyone like th- th- that's what's gonna make them worth it you know whatever seen appreciated validated yeah etc and then ugh, it was really sad when paris like your mother's gonna knock on every single door until she finds it i don't think it she- was sad i think like i think that's that's this is another reason why I, this might one of my favorite episodes because paris was like getting a glimpse into what a real mother is no like uh, yeah like what like what what well what Lorelai is like and also what it's like to have a mother who gives a fucking shit yeah and like I was to borrow from Suki it's making me so sad and mad I'm sad (laughs) I was mad at her parents because like if your child has to doubt that you're gonna go out there and look for them if they're like missing yeah because didn't parents didn't parents say like wow I wish my mom would do this no she's like I don't know um Oh, I think she said something like, I don't think my mom would do that. And then, like, now then, I'm doubting then, myself. But then Rory says something in response. Uh, yeah, Rory's like, I'm sure she would. And then she's like, or she'd send somebody. And I was like, oh my God, your mother's a horrible person. Yeah, so Paris is getting a glimpse into like, wow, I wish my mom was like this. Yeah, and exactly. Then it's also because like you can tell in this episode, Paris, it's like you get another glimpse into what into the fact that Paris and Rory are similar. Yeah. And, and are similar by nature. So it's like, both Rory and Paris are the are the two who are going to be left behind because they didn't want to do it and they're yeah. sensible and they don't want to they don't want to put themselves in that situation. No, I know. And then that's but you can tell that Paris doesn't have any other friends outside of them. So like Paris is always that person standing on the sidelines because I don't want to do that. Third wheel, I so feel like third with Madeline wheel. and Louise. And it's because Madeline and Louise have never been called out on their bullshit before. So like Paris is like Paris is like in the background with popcorn like. Wow, these girls are finally getting their asses handed. Yeah, yeah, she was so happy. And then Did she's you like, see her face? yeah, and she's like, you know what? This might be one of my. This, this yeah, she's like, I think this is the best night ever. Yeah, because like <laughs> it was great. You can tell because it's like Madeline Louise were Paris's only friends, and it's yeah. she's and she's because she doesn't have any other friends. She's kind of like with them, like ride or die, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, but Paris, but Paris isn't like them, so. Yeah. Now she's fi- now like someone else is finally calling them out on her- on their bullshit. I loved it. Yes. I loved it too. I was like Paris, this is amazing. <laughs> they need to be put in their place. Like what the fuck? Yeah, and doesn't Lola also say like, 
Uh, I can't wait. Like you I can't, can't wait to talk to your parents. We're gonna have yeah. like a great chat or something. I would have loved to see that. That would yeah. I mean that would have been overkill. There are so but... many scenes as I go back and rewatch things. <laughs> there are so many scenes where I'm like, oh, I would have loved to see that. Oh, I would have loved to see this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyways, whatever. And then at the end of the episode, um, Luke and Lorelai have a chat about Rachel. Mm. And Luke's like, I'm sorry, I was having a bad day. You bought it, and I don't know. And Lorelai's like, it's okay to hold on to things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm gonna give it. She gives him back the ugly right. sweater known to men. <laughs> and um, yeah, he holds on to it. But now we have like this backstory, this insight into Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is gonna take us somewhere in a couple of episodes. Yes. Yeah. Before I move on, yeah. on the 293 thoughts I had while watching Gilmore Girls for the first article. time. Just say the BuzzFeed article. Just say the BuzzFeed article. Well, I want to plug in the title so they know how to, so people can find it for themselves. I think it's fine. <laughs> I think we've, we've mentioned We've done it enough. Okay. Um, his favorite line of this episode was from Mrs. Kim, where she says, What's wrong? You look flush. You eat candy? <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Because, yeah, I'm going to eat candy and, like, yeah. die. Um, another thing, just because of that, um, Mrs. Kim makes some weird-ass snacks throughout the years. We won't get into it. We won't get into was it. Was it the when, when Lane dyes her hair and she's like, do you have, like, drink a 7-Up? Like, we don't have 7-Up. We have... Seltzer water? No, some kind of, like, cucumber water. And it's like, believe me, it's nothing like 7-Up. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> whatever. That was just my thinking about it. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so last episode that we're going to talk about on this podcast episode, episode 14, is the one where I was triggered. That damn Donna Reed. That damn Donna Reed. Um, yeah, I'm triggered about this one. We're all triggered. We should just put a trigger warning. Cause we're trigger triggered. warning? We're triggered um, all the time. No, I wouldn't put a trigger. I wouldn't go so far as to put a trigger warning, but I think, um, you and I come at this episode from different perspectives, and, oh. I, will, and I will tell you why. Okay. Um, so for those of you who don't know what the Don, the, Don, <laughs> the Donna Reed show is, mm-hmm. Donna Reed was like a 50s housewife. So yes. the show ran from 50s... A fictional 50s housewife. Yeah. Donna Reed was her real name, though. Yeah, so it was like, it was like the Donna, like, kind of like the Mary... It was the Donna Reed show, like, like, yeah. Like the Mary Tyler Moore show. Exactly. Like it, was a, it was a fictional show, but the show was named after the star. Exactly. Like the Dick Van Dyke show. Exactly. Um, it ran from 58 to 68 or 66. No, it was my 50... 56 to... I feel it was 58 to 64. Could be. Let me check. Continue. Whatever. It, yeah, while he checks, I'll just like give you a little intro. Um, it ran from, from those dates, whatever, that we'll give you soon. Oh, yeah, you're right. 58 to 66. Okay, 58 to 66. So a uh, long enough run on ABC. Yes. Um... And you can, and in the opening credits, uh, before the opening credits, in the scene before the opening credits, Lorelai and Rory are watching with Dean. <laughs> and Lorelai's like, oh my god, my favorite episode is when their son comes home from school and, and nothing, nothing happens. happens. <laughs> because it's one of those, like, feel-good sitcoms that we were talking about a couple of episodes before, of, like, where... But know, it's a whole other breed. Where the whole plot is like, oh my god, he lost his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole other breed yeah, it's, it's of... Like silliness, simple feel-good sitcoms, and it wasn't even like I don't think at the time it was intended. I have a few things to say. It Go wasn't ahead. even at the time. I'll let you. I'll let you ramble. Yes, because I do. I have read a lot of. I do know a lot of sitcom history. Um, like it, I don't think at the time it was intended necessarily as what we call feel-good or sick, no, like no. feel-good like comfort food sitcom. I think it was at the time it was just it was just presented as the American ideal. So that's a thing. So what I'll say about that is that I read a couple, like, in preparation, I read a couple of, like, um, 
like historical perspectives of the show and that's what they're saying they're saying it ran for so long because it was a time where people were like craving that stereotypical like mm-hmm. family of family goodness where a wife cooks for her husband and he goes out and gets the bacon kind of thing yeah and like they just craved that simplicity of life yeah and i and i think what you what you said about different different perspectives is yeah. is is probably true because with this debate there's there, like both sides are valid because like yeah these shows because there is a debate in the episode as well yeah and like and like rory does have a point when she's like donna reed wasn't real but she she represented a bunch of women who were real and, didn't and have who to, didn't and, have a choice and, and did have to act like that and dress like that and like force themselves to conform to this ideal mm-hmm. which is 100 percent true but at the same time i think if we if we look from from the perspectives of television and networks at the time it was like they're they were just they were just producing what Americans want. Yeah, what, what the masses wanted. Basically. Uh, not, yeah. Maybe not what they wanted, but like this is what. The, what they thought the, they needed. This is what they thought. Yeah, what they thought they needed, and it wasn't. And it wasn't so much like about necessarily forcing that ideal on people. It was just like this is this is how it was. But I'm sure they would have liked to force that idea. They would. Yeah, it was forced. And in it, those ages. No, it, for sure. Like the 50s was a rampant was an age of rampant yeah. conformity, right? Exactly. So. Um, um, so just to put a little bit of context, and, the, and like in the fifties and sixties was like you know you, you were you were ostracized if you didn't have the you know the sub- perfect family. the suburban the suburban white picket fence with the self, exactly. with the self cleaning oven right. So just to put it in a little bit of context, Dean and Rory end up getting into a little bit of a kerfuffle <laughs> um, because Dean's like I think it's nice that she used to cook for her husband when he came home all the time, and I feel like that perspective wouldn't have been as like um, controversial po- polarizing. Okay. If it like if a woman said that, you know what I mean, and not necessarily because it's like oh self hating or oh she's like no, so anti feminist, but it's like yeah, I feel like if a woman were to say that, it's like she's just talking about how like it's it's a bubble where nothing bad ever happens. Yeah, nothing no, happens because nothing because nothing happens basically because their life is just cooking and like yeah. Whatever. And so like if someone else had said that other than a white man, I feel like it would have <laughs> I feel like it would have been like fucking white man. <laughs> I feel like it would have been just like. About yeah, how we it's, probably how, how you know what I never thought nice. about it the way you just said it. Yeah, probably if Rory would have said that, it would have been fine. But here's here's the problem, and this is completely coincidental, by the way. Yesterday I opened the TV and the talk happened to be on, mm-hmm. and they were discussing. Let's start talking. Yeah, that's a bad. <laughs> if you're listening, don't know. And uh, it's never <laughs> it's never too late to have the talk. That's a terrible. Fu- I didn't know that that was their. That's, how, that's how they end it. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. Um, moving on from that. <laughs> um, I had just opened the TV random channel and they were talking about somebody. I don't, I didn't even catch who tweeted it, but somebody was tweeting about how the tweet went. She said, it's my, I can't wait to get married because it's my duty to have dinner on the table when my husband comes home and walk, wash his clothes and blah, blah, blah. and one of the hosts, I was in the bathroom, by the way, <laughs> listening to the TV. One of the hosts was like, I think people have a problem with the word duty. Yeah. So when you put exactly. the word yeah. So when you put the word duty in there, it makes it seem like you don't have a choice. Exactly. Okay. But if a woman, I have no problem as a feminist. I have no problem if a woman were to say to me like, no, I like doing that for my husband. I like cooking for him when he comes home. I like washing for him. Like that's the kind of wife I want to be. Fine. Yeah. Perfect. It's that's more. It's life. more when it's a duty and it's like it's, it's like more you, when you don't have a choice. Exactly. that I have a problem with it. You know what I mean? It's, because and I feel like the Donna Reed show in the era that it was on, it was like there. It wasn't. There wasn't. It wasn't that there wasn't a choice. It was like there was no other option. Exactly. So when I say that I come at this from a different perspective, I come at it from the um, 
ethnic immigrant perspective yeah. where my, my grandmother didn't have a choice. Exactly. Okay. And the only reason my other grandmother was able to work the way she did, my grandmother, my other grandmother worked like three jobs at one point is because her husband left Yeah. and she was a single mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And still to this day, we were just talking right before I came, right before we started recording that my mom got mad at me yesterday, but mm-hmm. like basically cut watermelon from my brother and served it to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when, when somebody, when a, when a, when a guy says something like that, like, I think it's nice, but she, That's like, what I mean. Like, it's polarizing because it comes from a white man. But that's it, you know? Like, and you're right. I wouldn't have a problem if a woman said to me that she liked to do that. I exactly. would have a problem if she says it's her duty. Yeah. Because then, the, like, that's, that's so ingrained in her head that, exactly. like, I need to knock that out of you kind of thing. But that's why I was a little bit, like, fuck you, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't like the fact... Going back to the episode, I didn't like the fact that, like, Dean, when they were having their little argument... Dean threw some shit back in her face, in Rory's face, and she's like, oh, you don't have an opinion without your mother kind of thing. And I was like, that's the way to talk to your girlfriend just because you have a disagreement about the fucking Donna Reed show. Yeah, and it's more because, like, you can tell just, like, because, again, Dean is a white man. Fucking Dean! But, like, you can tell just Dean doesn't have an educated opinion on it. No. He has an opinion, but it's not... No, his opinion is based on the fact that his mother does that for his father, and he likes it. And you can't... But, and I'm... I mean, you can blame him, but like, you, but on another level, you can't blame him. No, you can't. I don't think you can because he's because... because he's the man. He's the boy. Men and boys are raised in within that mentality. Are raised yeah. to not to not notice that because they're on the pedestal. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're you like you know your brother doesn't notice it because he's on the pedestal. Yeah. Basically. You know what I mean? Even yesterday, just so like my brother doesn't listen, so I don't care talking about this. My brother yesterday was like, um, my mom left to go do some er- run some errands after she got mad at me (laughs) and my brother was like uh i told my my mom had told him before she left like there's some leftovers in the fridge Mm -hmm. so you guys can like make do you know and i had eaten right before she got there and i went to go speak to my brother i'm like you want to watch a movie because i had a movie and he's like uh yeah first can you heat up my hamburgers and i was like no he's like i'm leaving soon because again he's getting married in a couple of weeks and he's like i'm leaving come on come on no see that's an example of being of of being ingrained and being yeah because in his mind yes he's joking because i know a lot of people are gonna be like oh my god he's joking no no yes he's joking but he's also serious like if i would have done it for him be like yes like you know what i mean i was like no He's like, oh, you're so mean. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm a fucking bitch. And I walked away <laughs> because I was like, no, I know you're leaving. I don't care. My love, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is like my love for you is not dependent on how much I do for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like in those days, that's how women show their love. Yes. It, and, uh, and, I'm gonna, and that's the only way they yeah. could have shown their love. Yeah. I will say it's, again, I will reiterate it's, it was an, it was an, it was an ideal. It was the. It was the image of what you of what you were expected to want, yeah. And it was the image of what women were expected to fulfill, because mm-hmm. especially within, I'll say, within like white Amer- uh, like the white American middle class, yeah. Not like necessarily like immigrants from other like from other backgrounds, but like within the within the context of the like of white American middle class, it was. There was just there was just no other op- there was just yeah, no, there was no wiggle room. There was no, no there, was, there was just no other options for women. Like yeah. that's all there was, and because women are the second sex, yeah. as Simone de Beauvoir would say. Yes, ma'am. Um, Preach, girl. Sh- like because they're be- because they were 
uh, you know they're seen as historically are below men it's like I never understood that. They have they have a lot to prove, I guess, yeah, right? I don't know. And the reason I say it's different, I understand that even like white middle class families have to go through that, like women, whatever. The reason I say it's different from my perspective is because that still gets ingrained in me today. That's, yeah. That ideal is still pushed on my family today. Yeah. Whereas I feel like now in like more mainstream media, like white with, women have options exactly. because they're out there. You yeah. Know? Within, We're not encouraged to go out Exactly. There. That's a good, that's a good example of the divide because yeah. like within, within the white American middle class, like in the 50s and 60s, it was confining. There wasn't, because there was no other options for women. Yeah. But then in the, I feel like we're still stuck there sometimes. But then in the 60s, into the 70s, into the 70s it was like within the mainstream there was more options for women like mary tyler moore came on this came on the air and it was like she's boss you know you know she's alone she has a job and she's and she's happy and she's fine just like she's fulfilled as a person yeah but it's just like within i'm going to say within the definition set by the american white middle class like that was the only that was the only sense of fulfillment fulfillment a woman could have and especially within the, within what you watched on television and in culture, like that's why the Mary Tyler Moore show was so groundbreaking. Because like before that, that's the only definition we saw of a woman on television. Yeah. Right. So. And I think that's the part for me that's a little bit sad, you know, because like women are so interesting. Yeah, and I will and I will say that like you can't really criticize, you you can't criticize like the network or Donna Reed for the show itself no, no, because no, no, they no, were just no, no. they were just they were just doing. I guess what they what what the world wanted, right? And by the or way, what, they were not the only show that pushed that no. ideal. Leave it to Beaver. Anyone? Like, no, there was a bunch of them in that time. Yes. It's the era that the television was in, you know. But I will say yes. that just in tell re- me. Just in response to you know the funny the funny line of I love when they come when he comes home and nothing nothing happens. Happened. It's, it's true though, it's, nothing happens. Nothing happens, but it's funny because and i read this in a book i was reading a few months ago about the history of the sitcom mm. where like it's true and like you don't think about it but it's very true is that in the 50 like up until i don't know the 2000s even like television was maybe not in 2000s but like up until like the 80s or 90s television was not made to be seen more than once no i know we, we've spoken about that exactly before, yeah. so especially so especially especially in the 50s and 60s where reruns were like few, few and far between yeah. and it might have been like once every once in a while yeah, i would like argue re- that they didn't happen for exactly <laughs> so like especially in the 50s and 60s where it was like a strict schedule where everything came on once and you missed it you if you missed it you missed it yeah exactly like you i would i would i would allege or i would argue that audiences audience <laughs> <laughs> audiences wouldn't notice as much how rep- no. how repetitive the shows yeah. were or how repetitive the episodes were because yeah. it's like well, j- case in point, television, I was talking tel- about how... Television was still new then, right? Exactly. So you, they had, there was, the bar was so low. But I was talking about how I didn't notice from one episode to the other, Lorelai flipped on the Mrs. Kim issue. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine? Like, television, like you said, wasn't meant to be binge-watched. It no. wasn't meant to be specially those shows. You know what I mean? So for sure, audiences are going to forget certain things. Yeah. And, like- and I just find it's, it's also ironic. Another thing that, that was pointed out in the, in the book I mentioned was that like a lot like the those shows like the like the Donna Reed show and Leave It to Beaver like they take a lot of beef just yeah. for these like for the just for the, just for the ideal for that the it useful storylines <laughs> useful storylines and like people and like people take issue because the ideal that it presented is problematic yeah full like full disclosure yeah, yeah. no no answers or buts from me but like but find me something in the past that wasn't problematic exactly that but also the to go back to what we to go back to our starting point of the like 
a show like that is, you know, comfort food, it's feel good, whatever, because it's simple and you don't have yeah. to think about it. Like, that concept prevailed long past the Don Reed show and Leave yeah. it to Beaver and Father Knows Best. Oh my which God, is the other another one, one. Which did not... <laughs> By the way, if you're married and you call your wife mother... Yeah. Or you call your husband father. That's the no. Just because I just read a rec- I recently read a, a Dorothy Parker short story. Yeah. And they're like referring to each other as mother and father. Ooh, that's a no for me. Oh, that's that makes me cringe. <laughs> Cringey. Yeah, no. Um, what was I saying? Right. So in <laughs> sorry, I just had to get it out. Um, it bothers me. Yeah, no, it's gross. And I feel like especially I feel like on a show like Father Knows Best, they would have. I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speculate because I've never ever seen that and I never ever want to but I'm, Mike pro- Pence calls his wife mother would. I'm not surprised neither that does not surprise me at all neither but um, it was that like what I was saying it was that concept of just like this f- this cozy family image and in the 50s in the 50s and 60s it was this ideal that was problematic but it was this cozy family image that has prevailed to the present day and the book that I was reading pointed out that, like, if we compare just for a minute, like, Leave it to Beaver or The Donna Reed Show to families that come from the 90s, like Blossom, Full House, Boy Meets World, like, they're really not that different because they were aimed towards fam, like, they were aimed towards kids with their families and, like, families with their kids. So it's like the image, you know, um, evolves over time. But the content itself. I listen it's the same, the same product, but the packaging is a little bit. Different. Yeah, the 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 content remains constant, but the image blurs and shifts yeah. over time. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so that was my beef with the Donna Reed show. <laughs> we can progress <laughs> to the episode now. Okay. Was that was that not the whole episode? I feel like we just got through. I it feel all. like we got it, but I just wanted <laughs> to point something out. Um, I don't know what was going on in Rory's mind when she put on that gown and apron. Um. I f- I mean, I feel like I understood it because from what from what I took from what Dean was saying was that he didn't see anything wrong with that. Like that's what he that's what he looks for in a woman. No, I get it, but <laughs> um, Rory clearly had an issue with it. Maybe because I'm just seeing the differences between myself and Rory. If I had had that fight with my boyfriend, um, the last thing I would want to do is be like, let me put, let me put myself in his shoes and wear these giant high heels and this apron and cook him a steak dinner. No, I think she was proving a point. Like, she was, she was, like, she was... It was lost on me. Maybe because <laughs> really? I was just so angry. Okay. You, you seem to be very angry with this show lately. Um, <laughs> she's triggered. <laughs> let's just, name, let's just name, name this episode Donna Reed and Triggers. True. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? The... I think she was trying to prove the point that what was portrayed as normal and accessible on the Donna Reed show is insane. In yeah. that, like, it was this image of women who who did housework in their high heels and their perfect little house skirt, and it's like... Yeah. And that's why when Rory says... That's why, like, I really like the line when Rory says, like, no, Donna Reed wasn't real, but, like, she, she, she represented an image of women that were real, and this was an image that women had to live up to, and it was the only image they had to, to look at. Like there yeah. was like there were so few other options, so it's like when you sh- when you put it on ABC at eight seven central in 1959, like people are gonna people like people are gonna internalize that. I get it, and I and I understand that. I think what I do understand from why Rory did it, it was probably because she's like, well, it made her happy to do that for him, right? But she was prov- like I'm saying, like she was proving a point in that 
like she wanted to put on a show for him and be like I get it and be like this this is how unrealistic it is you want me to continue no I know but also do you remember how happy she was that he would liked it and that like she was so upset because she didn't make the roles true so I think she was also trying to prove the point like when it's your choice to do it it could be great I think she lost herself I don't know it was a weird I think she lost herself in her uh, skit it was a weird episode but also one of my favorites just because it brings up you know the politics of 50s television which i could talk about for a whole other podcast i know i get want. it but it's just it's a weird episode for me um in regards to the buzzfeed list he oh he God. he writes i want to watch every episode of the donna Reed no show, you don't as long as lorelei and rory treat it like ma- treat it like mystery science theater 3000 oh that's good Cause she, that. yeah because they're making comments no but like they also like they talk about the dialogue and, and dean's like uh you're not even listening to what the, you're not even listening to what they're saying they're like, our version's better our version's better because it is it is it's true <laughs> um on the lorelei side of the episode yes lorelei goes over to luke's to pink uh, to pink to pick paint chips paint yes. paint colors for the diner because luke agrees to paint the diner and taylor's over the moon because he can taylor's have- over the moon but, in, but I may mention, but Taylor, yeah, that <laughs> um, in the first season he wasn't as uh, no, he's still fucking annoying. frustrated. But he wasn't as frustrating. He, I mean, I feel like any any time we see Taylor in no, the first season, no, what the fuck he, is it to you if somebody paints their fucking diner? Maybe it's because maybe it's because uh, he um, he doesn't he doesn't um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> He doesn't like he's he's not maybe because like when I've seen like I'm used to seeing the rambling, him, spiraling. Shush! Okay. I'm used to seeing him in the in later seasons where he's just really frustrating and annoying. Yeah, well, he's it's the beginning of the frustration for me. But anyways, um, again, Luke and Lorelai are flirting. Yes. And again, I think something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And then Lorelai invites Luke, not invites, calls Luke in a panic. But it doesn't because happen. Rory's baby chick is missing. What Stella? Yeah, Stella. I remember he thinks it's a euphemism for, like, sex. Right. Because Suki's like, <laughs> uh, the first time I had sex with Jackson, I told him there was a bat in my attic. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And we were both looking for the bat, and then, like, he knew it wasn't there, and I knew it wasn't there. <laughs> but we were both looking for it. Just say you want to have sex. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah. You're in a relationship, Suki. I mean, you can't. Anyways, look- that whole thing was funny. They were looking for the fucking chick. Yeah, but at the same time, like Lorelai is not someone who who would, like beat around the bush and oh, come look for my. You no, know? she really needed to look for the freaking. Yeah, chick. exactly. It was Rory's midterm. Yes. Yeah. What and what didn't she come? <laughs> That's she- what I mean by filler episodes. It wasn't yeah. like like twenty minutes of the entire episode was looking for freaking Stella. You yeah, know what I mean? and like remember when she came home with the with the bird? Yeah. She's like, oh, what's 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 her what's his name? She's like Case. Case- Case, case study number 12 <laughs> yeah. and she's like i'm gonna call you stanley hi stanley and then it's a it's a, it's a she oh sorry about the stanley thing stella stella <laughs> married stanley <laughs> anyways um do you have anything else to add about this episode um before i say what i want to say the buzzfeed list says that i oh don't my God. says that i don't said he says i don't see rory's 50s housewife cosplay ending well which it didn't it didn't lorelei was mocking her forever yes can I can I can I finish? Are you gonna Are you gonna mention what I think you're gonna mention? About I think I think I think you think <laughs> I think I don't that know. Was I don't know. I'm spiraling too. <laughs> um, about who rides in on a motorcycle at the who end? Who rides in on a motorcycle? Should we leave it like that and not say anything? Okay. Well, not we won't say anything because the next episode is gonna be, um, I think messy. No, but in different ways. Shit's gonna hit the fan. Okay. On my part. <laughs> Definitely on your part. I have rage. <laughs> rage issues. A lot of rage. Yes. 
So we're going to end this by saying someone rides, rides in. in on a motorcycle. And if you're a fan of this person, I'm going to say that maybe he rides in on a horse because they like him. But I don't know. No. Does he have any He rides fa- in on a stupid fucking motorcycle and he causes destruction in his everywhere. Does he have any fans? I want to know. Are you a fan? Can of I tweet him and be like, "Do you have any fans?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that. Well, that. I act- think now he's a motivational speaker. Well, is he? I think I should go. Okay. Look well, that actor's done a lot of other things besides. Um, I still hate him in everything I've seen him in. Really? And the revival. <laughs> he's in the revival for two seconds. I, you know how my like how my blood pressure spiked. <laughs> oh my god! In those three minutes that he was in the revival. The only other thing I I really it was like two in the morning and I'm like oh. I hate you. The only other thing I liked him in was Under the Tuscan Sun. No, 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 Chow. No? No, 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 no. Okay. We're no. not going to agree. Okay. So we're going to see you next week. If you want. If you want. <laughs> but I have a lot to say next week. Yeah. So you're going to want to come back for that. You best not interrupt me next week. Oh, boy. Bye, guys.